past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant. We're glad you're joining us here today and you'll be glad that you're joining us here today because we're going to have very pertinent information from an, an awesome guest. So today, as usual on The Career Confidant, we'll be talking about a topic that you need to know about to take control of your own career. And we're excited to have with us today Dr. Nancy Curry-King, who's the author of Fired, How to Manage Your Career in the Age of Job Uncertainty. And when her request to come onto the show um, came across my desk, I thought, well, geez, I'm so glad that I got your request because you are someone that I would love to know. And your book is something that our listeners need to know about because this is exactly why I started this show. People need to know how to take control of their own careers. So thank you so much for joining us here today, Nancy. Oh, thank you. And you're absolutely right. We have to take control of our individual careers. Right. And you have an interesting background um, because you're actually in healthcare. And I'm guessing that in that industry, you've seen a shift in how people manage their careers because it's, it's ch- changing all industries, but healthcare seems to be changing quite a bit. It really is. Healthcare is such a dynamic world, and and yet it has some of the most traditional uh, employment practices. And as many companies are, healthcare is aging. For example, most of our nurses are average age of over forty five. So um, we all know that um, employment practices and uh, tuning into the career needs of the next generation are important for us. Yeah, and maybe even more challenging for those baby boomers and Gen Xs, um, younger people seem to have a little bit better pulse on, on this. But one of the main points of your work in your book is helping people understand how to figure out that they might be on the road to getting fired or laid off or, you know, that there's some kind of transition coming. And what I see, especially in my work, is that that seems to hit people who've been in the workforce a little bit harder, um, perhaps because they expect more (laughs) from the company and they kind of expect that security that younger people don't expect. But tell us a little bit about what you tell your people and what your book says that people can do to pay attention to the signs that they're going to be laid off? Uh, I'd be glad to. One of the um, ways I look at it is there are some very obvious signs and then there are maybe less, uh, less obvious signs. So the obvious signs that there might be a layoff or a job loss in your future, obviously, if the company is experiencing financial trouble or if you're observing unusual meetings or unusual visitors, they might be preparing for a merger or an acquisition. I had several people in my research whose job was literally posted while they were employed. So if you see your job posted, your job might be in danger. 
if you were offered a demotion, which several people in my study were offered a demotion or offered special assignments, or, you know, most dramatically, if you were put on a performance improvement plan, these are some of the obvious signs that your job is in jeopardy. So at the first sign of these, um, kind of those are red flags. Um, less obvious signs are there as well. And these are the ones that people kind of, they see them, they recognize them, but in real time, they kind of push them back because they don't believe anything's going to happen to them because they're doing a great job. So one of the signs that it's not working out or your future at that company is not positive is that you start to be micromanaged. People start providing you lots of oversight and um, very uh, close supervision of what you're doing. It might be that in your company, you and a rival um, competed for the same job. If you did not get the job, that could be a sign, not necessarily a sign, but it could be a sign that your job is uh, in jeopardy. If you blew the whistle, so I had several people in my study talk to me about going to human resources or a compliance officer or a supervisor about a troubling practice in their company. And those people um, usually um, didn't make it in the company. For example, one of the people I interviewed, Lee, he observed some um, sexual harassment, some um, kind of vulgar language and some uh, unpleasant joking about uh, people's husbands and wives. And he went to human resources to just say, hey, you know, I'm not comfortable with this. I'm worried about the women in the office. And um, he was uh, let go right after the Christmas party. So he's, a, he's not an unusual story. Um, sometimes your family knows what's going on. So your family might say to you, hey, you better look out or, hey, be careful of that one. Um, We may deny it ourselves, but sometimes your family can see things you don't. Um, One of my um, most prominent signs is that people start avoiding you. So meetings may get erased from your calendar that you used to have or your emails start dropping off significantly. Um, One person in my study talked about being in a cubicle and the person next to her in the cubicle, human resources, came by and chatted with and said hi and having a nice conversation. And she looked up and human resources made eye contact and then just walked away. Um, So having your contacts avoided, having people uh, not as friendly, um, having... um, appointments and meetings kind of taken from your calendar or no, you're not needed at this. These are kind of some of the subtle, more subtle signs that um, your job is at risk. Right. And because people don't like conflict. So when it starts that are, people are avoiding talking to you, um, it may be that they're avoiding some kind of conflict, which even if it's not a directly they're thinking about eliminating your position right now. If they're avoiding some kind of conflict with you, it may be headed that way in the future anyways. Yes. And another thing that happens is that 
a lot of people know before you do. And so the chatter starts, and then they tell people. So a lot of people start avoiding you, not just maybe your supervisor in HR, who you would think would know, but other people are kind of looped in. So they start avoiding you too. Right. And, you know, it's interesting because a lot of times people take it to heart. They get um, very downtrodden when they're let go because they consider it to be a reflection of their performance. So I was really interested to hear what you found around this idea, are poor performance and being let go connected? Are they correlated? Well, you know, there's um, certainly times when people are let go because of poor performance or they're let go because of substance abuse on the job or um, inappropriate language or things like that. And we all understand that. And as a manager myself, that's, that's part of, that's part of organizational life. But the people that I interviewed for this study had amazing track records. Um, and I didn't just take their word for it. I really probed. So they had multiple years of service, some of them up to 27, 28 years of service. They had phenomenal performance reviews. They could tell me all my reviews were exceeds expectation or all my raises were at the highest level. Um, They thought they um, were um, well appreciated at the company because they were praised publicly or privately. Um, Some of them actually got a promotion right before they were fired, if you can believe that. Um, they could cite strong performance, beating sales goals or cutting expenses. Um, several got awards, which kind of surprised me. They, they actually were given international or company-wide awards for their work. So it's not necessarily true that your performance um, dictates your job security. Yeah, because sometimes it doesn't make a difference because they just have to eliminate in a certain department or a certain way, right? And and it doesn't, they don't necessarily get to consider performance. Nope, they don't have to consider performance. But um, in, in the cases that I was describing, these folks weren't laid off, they were let go. And um, so my message is, you're not fireproof. You could be the best employee, you could do the best job, you could be working hard, you could be a long-term loyal person, but anything can change and uh, you can be let go. Um, People don't have to be fired because of poor performance. There's something called employment at will, which I know you know about, which means you you can be let go for any reason. So the folks I interviewed were let go. Um, some were laid off, but even those strong performers were literally fired. Yeah, and there's a, a bunch of reasons that can happen there, and some of them might have to do with things we have control over, and some of them might not, and that's the hard part, right? It's it's very hard. Um, you know, um, some of the things you do have control over, um, one of the things is, you know, you can kind of keep an eye on politics, and you know, be careful of alliances. 
because if one alliance is in power and another one um, then becomes the one in power, you can get caught in the middle. Uh, Mm. You can watch yourself burning bridges, of course. But the biggest predictor that I found in my study was that people were let go after a leadership transition. So they got a new boss or their boss got a new boss. And that was the catalyst for um, them being let go. Interesting. And that transition, and sometimes we think, oh, it's not going to affect us. And yet people want to hire their own team or they want to, they don't want the competition of someone who's been there before, whatever, whatever the reasoning might be, it really an indicator that things are shifting and you can be aware and be more uh, be ready so we're going to take a short break and when we come back here we'll continue learning from Nancy what you can do to know if you might be fired and what you can do about it so we'll be right back in just a few minutes Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Ritas is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on The Voice of America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we're talking with Nancy Curry-King, who is the author of Fired, How to Manage Your Career in the Age of Job Uncertainty. And Nancy, we've been talking about your background and that you have a background in healthcare, and you've been also talking about your research. So I wonder if you can just give us a little bit of a snapshot of what the research included, how many people did you talk to, or where did this data that you've been sharing come from? Oh, sure. I'd love to. We, um, I started in about 2012 uh, collecting stories. So I was let go 
And all these colleagues and friends, all these people called me and said, oh, you know, don't know this about me, Nancy, but I was fired or I was let go or I was laid off. So I know what it's like. And um, I started listening uh, and finding some patterns into what they said. So I thought, okay, I'm going to see if I can take this further. So I was able to uh, design an interview questionnaire and uh, formally interview 65 different people. And so it started with people who maybe reached out and I would say, do you know anybody else? And of course, they would say no, and then they would start talking about three or four other people. So they made introductions for me. Uh, and then I was very intentional about making sure I had a cross-section of the country, of sectors, of ages, race, et cetera, gender. So I wanted to have a fairly balanced sample. But at the end, I had 65 um, you know, one- to two-hour interviews. And um, I went through them in depth, and from, from the words of the people I interviewed, I was able to frame the chapters and uh, put the book together. Interesting. Okay. So we talked a little bit about the signs that people are going to get let go. Kind of recap for us, what are the most common predictors of job loss? So the most common predictor is getting a new boss or a new boss's boss, a new supervisor, so a leadership transition in your company. And the second one is getting a new job. And you probably know this, but Leadership IQ did a study and found that 46% of people who were hired new to their jobs were no longer there in 18 months. And it wasn't because they were incompetent or didn't know how to do their job. It was because of personality factors, culture factors, the employer feeling they didn't fit in. So being new in a job is also a risk factor to to losing a job because not only do you have to uh, learn the new job, but you really have to learn the new company's culture and uh, really understand the rules of the game that aren't published. Right, and companies don't do a good job of onboarding, so it's not necessarily, uh, you know, something that people need to take personally. It's also that they need to understand how to communicate, but then also need to understand how to assimilate themselves into a company, how to learn about the company even when the company does a poor job of giving them an orientation. It is both ways. The, the managers, um, and I'm sure you've been around them, I've been around them, complain about turnover. But what's the most important thing you can do to prevent employee turnover? And that's really help that person become comfortable and become competent in their job. And that's not really something... Uh, most companies are good at. Right, right. And then you also said that getting a promotion um, or demotion can also be a, a prediction factor. So it's not just getting a brand new job, but sometimes even right. getting a new job within the company can be a predictor of job loss. And I'm just am working with the client where that happened. They 
got a job change and they said, oh, you know, we're kind of consolidating and we're going to put you in this new position. And then, I don't know, maybe six months later, they said, okay, we're going to let you go. Mm-hmm. That's a common pattern. They set someone aside to somewhere where they won't have a lot of um, interaction with uh, key members of the company and they kind of pause it there. And then they figure out what they're going to do, and um, that person is at risk. So if you have a special projects job, that's pretty much a sign that it's a temporary spot. Yeah. And we can tend to stick our heads in the sand and say, oh, it'll be fine, or, you know, they're just moving people around, and it's probably better not to sit our our heads in the sand. So tell us a little bit about what people can do to prepare themselves for job uncertainty or if they think that one of these things might be going on. Well, I love, that's the part I'm really passionate about because um, you can be doing everything right and it can happen to you. So, So what do you do to prepare? Well, let's just talk about basic needs. I want you to have a layoff fund, which is some money that will um, help you patch through um, a period of unemployment. We know unemployment insurance is there. You may even get some severance, but to have some uh, funds set aside. Uh, If you're working and you have PTO, sick time, vacation time, I want you to take it. If you need any surgeries or medical care, I want you to get it. So make sure you take care of yourself and your health while you're employed. If you have to go on COBRA after you're employed, you can, you're going to have to pay a higher insurance premium and you'll still have to pay co-case and deductibles. So you want to get your health care while you're employed. You may or may not get unused uh, pay time off if you're let go. It depends on your company's policy. So I want you to use your paid time off. And I interviewed people who weren't allowed to use their paid time off and then they got let go and then didn't get paid for it. So you definitely want to know your company's policies. Um, I'd like to see you network outside of your job. So inside your company, you probably know people, you have good relationships, but it's important for you to go network or go attend seminars to um, things that are in your field but not at your company. So it's really important for you to have relationships with other companies that are similar, have a similar field or with people who do similar things to you because, as you know, most new jobs are found through networking. And so it's really important to get out and be sure you're getting outside your company to get that kind of um, networking and those relationships that that you might need or you might be able to help somebody in the future. Right. Um, yep. The other thing I want you to do is to take calls from recruiters and look at other jobs. So this is something almost universally the people I interviewed never did. They thought they would retire there. That's some of the older ones. They thought they would um uh, they loved their job. They were all in. They never took a call from a recruiter or a headhunter. Um, but you should explore your options while you have the opportunity to. Yeah, that's so important. We can think, oh, I'm everything's fine, or even that that's a negative. Um, and it doesn't mean that you have to talk to the recruiter about 
your job, but you could answer a recruiter and say, you know, I'm not looking right now, but I'll I'll keep you in mind as I talk to my colleagues or I do know someone else who might be interested. You don't necessarily have to make an introduction. You can just say, I'll pass this on to people that I know and you don't necessarily have to do that. But just to respond and keep those relationships is so important. It is so important because it you think about sometimes when you leave a job, you also lose a lot of your former friends and relationships. And that's unfortunate, but people are afraid for their own jobs. And so some of them will stay in touch with you, but there will be others that won't or will be afraid to. And so you really have to have relationship outside your work, including people who are in uh, hiring managing position or human resources or recruiters. Uh, It's good to have those contacts. And they're going to remember that you helped them when you reach out and say, now I've been laid off and I'm looking if there's anything that, you know, if you helped them, they'll remember that. Heck, even if you just responded and said, I don't know anyone, but I'll keep it in mind, they're going to remember that response so that it's all relationships, right? It really is. And I didn't know that. Um, I thought uh, the recruiters were uh, trying to make me disloyal to my company. So, That would be my final piece of advice, which is to wherever you are in your career, to be loyal to yourself first. You certainly want to do a great job. You want to learn all you can, but your loyalty should be to yourself and your family first, uh, your company and your colleagues second. Yeah, such a powerful point. So when you're Thinking about um, kind of your last point here, I know people want to learn more from you. So share how they can connect with you. What's the best way for them to connect with you and to learn more about your book and the other information that you share? Sure. Um, I am on LinkedIn, Nancy Corey, K-O-U-R-Y, King, and I will be glad to accept your invitation. I also have a website. Uh, www.jobuncertainty, one word, lowercase, dot com. I mean, yeah, dot com. And on my, jo- on my website, um, there's also a link to my book. Uh, and my email is Nancy Corey King, all one word, again, K-O-U-R-Y, uh, at gmail.com. And I welcome your comments or your questions, or uh, even if you have new resources for me, I'd welcome that. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Nancy, for sharing your expertise. And again, Nancy Corey King, and the book is Fired, How to Manage Your Career in the Age of Job Uncertainty and jobuncertainty.com, an excellent resource and information there that people can get to. And thank you so much, Nancy, for expertise. And um, what a great work that you're doing. Thank you for helping people look up, look around, and be prepared in case of their careers. Well, my pleasure, Marie. Thank you for the invitation. Yes, thank you. And um, if you're listening, don't go away. I'm going to come back and tie a bow around this for you, give you some more information that you can use. But we'll say goodbye to Nancy. And Nancy, thank you again very much for being on the show. Oh, Thank you so much, Marie. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. 
business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you tapped your full potential as a leader? Sometimes you have to go a little deeper and connect with your inner force. Join host Angela King as she invites you to discover something that already lies within you and helps you become a better leader. Your most important connection is the one you have with yourself. It's time to connect, ignite, and rise. It's time for Inner Force. Tune in live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we were talking with Nancy Corey King, author of Fired, How to Prepare or how to manage your career in the age of job uncertainty. And this is obviously my area of passion since this is why we developed the show, is to give you the tools and resources that you need to take control of your career. And knowing when change is coming is so challenging because most of us don't love change. And so we pretend that it's not going to happen. We like to stick our head in the sand and we're busy. We're trying to do the best that we can do at our job. Unfortunately, that's not enough. Having that performance piece is great, but as Nancy shared, performance and being let go don't correlate. So it's not poor performers who are let go. There's many different reasons people are let go. They might be let go for budget issues Um, And, you know, the boss doesn't really get to consider performance. They might be let go for political issues, internal political issues, or I guess big political issues. If you're talking politics at work, then it probably shouldn't surprise you that you're getting let go. But if you've got politics in terms of who likes who and who works well with who at work and you are not playing those games, then it may happen that you get on the wrong side. If 
you are not paying attention with when leadership shifts and what might happen. Um, you know, it's not necessarily performance re- related. And we talk about that in the show a lot that it's really your ability to work with people is more important than your technical competence. And this doesn't necessarily mean that we can always be or that we might always want to be getting along with everyone or, um, you know, keeping it safe, playing it safe. And if we get crossways with someone, emotional intelligence means that we are at least aware of that and know that there are consequences for it, handle it the best that we can, but avoiding conflict isn't good emotional intelligence either. And oftentimes that blows up in your face. So it's really learning about how to communicate well, how to interact well, doing the most that we can and being aware enough to realize when we've gotten crosswise with someone or perhaps our good performance has gotten us crosswise with someone who's not um, secure in their own right and they want to let us go because they don't want to be one-upped by us or, or bypassed by us or they're threatened by us in some way. So emotional intelligence is being able to recognize those things, see what's going on, know the impact that your behavior has on others, be able to read what's going on with other people so that you can know when these changes might be coming. And as Nancy shared, a change in boss, change in boss's boss, and or change in position is oftentimes an indicator that something is coming. And you know when you get into a company, if they don't have any training, if they don't have any onboarding, and you feel like you're floundering, it may be unfair for them to get rid of you because you're floundering and it's maybe kind of their fault, but it's very likely going to happen. Um, So you can take the control that you have. You can ask questions. You can do the most that you can do to orient yourself. And hopefully that will prepare or prevent it. But you can also start preparing for a move, maybe even that you want to move because they're not uh, helping you get onboarded and you want to be somewhere where you can be more successful. So of things to do for you to be prepared to make a transition. The first thing that she talked about was a layoff fund. The number one thing that people struggle with, we're all, well, not all, I would say most of us, the data says that most of us in this country, the U.S. especially, are living pretty much paycheck to paycheck, which means that when that paycheck stops coming in, you are in an incredibly You've got your back against the wall. You have to take what someone else is giving you because you don't have any flexibility. You don't have any wiggle room. You you need a job. This is not where we'd love for you to be. Finding ways to put away just a little bit so that you might have some flexibility, so that you might be able to be in the driver's seat. You could take your time when you need to make that transition or when that transition happens to you. If you're living month to month, if you don't have any savings, there are obviously other consequences. But in terms of your work world, the worst one is is that you won't get to choose. You will have to take that first job 
you might have to take something that's not what you want to take because you don't have savings, you don't have options. When you think about this savings, it's really great to have at least two months saved. So if you look at your monthly expenses and you say, okay, I need to have two months saved, two months of rent or mortgage, all of your bills, put them together, add them up. And what would that look like? And yeah, it might take you a while to get there because maybe you can only save 50 bucks a month, 100 bucks a month, whatever it is. But start working towards that so that you have some control when you make that move. You don't have to be at the whim. The other thing I would say about this is that you can negotiate severance. So if someone is firing you, you know, it's an at-will employment in your state, you can know that, you can know what's going on, if it's, what what does that look like? But if they're going to fire you, will you be eligible for unemployment? Do you know that? If they're going to lay you off, you can negotiate severance. So it's one thing that people don't often think about, but depending on how it goes and what the conversation sounds like, don't be afraid to negotiate for, you know, one month salary or whatever it might be to have some kind of buffer, have some one thing that we don't think about. And it's not going to happen all the time, obviously. So it's not going to take the place of having a layoff fund or having some kind of actual savings for yourself. But it is an opportunity for you to have that conversation. And and perhaps even when you're thinking about, um, you know, taking an offer to leave or they're having those conversations, don't be afraid to ask, is there a severance package look like? Great negotiation tip is to assume that it's coming, right? What is this negotiation or what is this severance package look like so that you can have an opportunity to negotiate that for yourself? Um money. Money is so hard. Talk to your financial advisor. If you don't have one, get one and start thinking about how you can be in that financial position to be able to choose, to be able to have some flexibility. The worst thing is to be living month to month and you get laid off or fired and now you have to just take the next thing. Other ways to be prepared are, of course, to not stick your head in the sand and pay attention to what's going on. Are there things that are indicating a layoff? Are you getting demoted? Are you getting put into a different position? Um, You know, even a promotion and really thinking about, okay, this is a transition happening here. And so now I'm going to be more aware of what's going on and maybe even start looking as Nancy talked about, Talking to recruiters does not have to be a negative. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, and that you're being disloyal. Talking to recruiters means that you're being helpful. You're setting up relationships. You're maintaining relationships. So if someone writes to you and says, hey, I'm looking for someone to fill this role, respond because you're not looking. You can respond and say, oh, I'm not looking at this time, but I'll keep it in mind in case I have a colleague who is. Or even just thank you so much. I'm not I'm not currently looking, but I look forward to staying in touch. 
this is that long-term game, the long-term career management game where you know that eventually you will have to make a move by your own choice or by someone else's choice and that you want to stay in touch with people so that you can move easier. Same thing with your network outside of your company. Very important, as Nancy was highlighting that. It's it's your network inside your industry because it's going to be easiest for you to move inside your industry. So if you do need to ma- make a move quickly or you get fired and you need to have a job quickly, you're most likely going to find that within your industry. So use that job, use your current position to maintain those relationships authentically and and you don't have to be pushy because you're not looking right now. It's the best time to maintain those relationships, to stay in touch with people in your those industry events, go to uh, those conferences and really keep in touch with people, build real relationships with people so that you might be able to help them those recruiters that reach out to you. Now you might have someone that you can share those opportunities with if you have other people in your network that are in transition or considering transition. And then, of course, so that that you have a network that can help you when you need to make a transition yourself. So those were some of the key points that she made. Having that layoff fund, two months is what financial advisors usually advise. Start putting something away towards that so that you are in control and then start building your network. Same thing. You've got your money capital that you need to take care of and need to start building for yourself. And you also have your social capital to build for yourself. What is it that that you have in terms of relationships so that you can help others and they can help you when times of transition happen. We'll take a short break, and when we come back, we'll finish up this conversation of what you can do to be prepared. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune into Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello and welcome back to The Career Confidant. We're glad to have you here today. Today we were talking with Nancy Corey King about being fired. And this is a challenge for all of us to think about, you know, oh, I'll never get fired. I'll never get laid off. I've worked with so many people who people were getting laid off all around them and they seem to think that they were immune. And that thinking is just a um, recipe for disaster. If you're aware, if you're networking, if you are taking care of the things that help you, buoy you through that transition, it's probably less likely to happen, right? It's the law of physics that if you bring an umbrella, it's not going to rain. If you don't bring an umbrella, it's going to rain. Think about it that way if you need to, that if you're managing your career, if you're networking, if you are building relationships and thinking about making make a move, maybe it'll be less likely to happen. If you're sitting there with your head in the sand, it's it's going to be painful when it does happen. And it does happen. So one of the other points that Nancy made, we were talking about the finances and making sure you have that layoff fund. But maybe some people think that that layoff fund is going to be their unused vacation or whatever it might be. And you really need to check and make sure you understand your company's policies. Nothing worse than expecting to be paid out for that unused vacation and then learning that your company policy doesn't do that anymore. Know what your policies are. Ask HR what the updated policies are on a regular basis so that you understand what what you need. And people have shown, research has shown, that people who take vacation are actually more in demand, if you will, in the workplace. So feeling like if I'm there every minute, every day, I'm going to be that person that they know is, they just can't live without, that isn't how it works. Taking vacation is actually better for you. It's better for your job. It's better for your health. And you're not any less susceptible to being fired because you don't take your vacation and you work all the time. It doesn't work that way. So know what your policies are, know what your carryover might be, know what you might get paid out and take your vacation and your paid time off. 
interesting point that Nancy made to get your medical needs taken care of. So in addition to making sure you take your time off, don't sit around knowing that you're sick or knowing that you need a procedure. Don't wait. If you need something done, take care of yourself now because when you get laid off or maybe you decide not being able to make that move because you need insurance and if you're taking care of yourself on a regular basis, then you can feel better about if something happens or what's going to happen and how you can make that transition. As she mentioned, COBRA and those types of insurances are expensive and sometimes don't cover certain things. So don't wait, get things done, especially if you start to see some of the writing on the wall and there's a transition with your boss or a transition with your boss's boss or they're offering you a, a different position that seems a little strange take the opportunity then to take care of whatever it is that you need to get um, taken care of. So when we think about preparing to get laid off, it's one of those things where it's an unpleasant topic, right? We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to think about it. I'll just work harder. I'll do my best work and it won't happen to me. I hope that that's true. I hope that it won't. And yet, when we look at the way the economy is changing, when we look at how jobs are shifting and job tenure getting shorter and shorter, that likely, it's very likely that you will want to leave or you will be laid off, fired, whatever, because there are more transitioning, more transitions happening. Companies are ebbing and flowing and they're more likely to lay people off when they're ever ebbing and flowing instead of finding places for them. And the talent market has been tight for a while. Who knows if that will last or if it will get worse. But even in this tight talent market, we haven't seen companies shift that much away from the ebb and flow. They're not necessarily figuring out how to transition that that uh, talent because they don't have to. Yes, it's expensive for them to hire people, um, but I, I just have not seen that that's a motivator for them to try to re-employ, redeploy people versus lay off and hire where they need it. And you see it all the time where there's 10 people with one job title getting laid off and 10 job positions posted with the exact same title was one of the maybe not so humorous, but humorous things that Nancy talked about is one of the signs you might be getting laid off is if there are positions posted with your same title and it happens all the time. And it's not necessarily a company trying to get cheaper labor, although that can be where we want to go in our heads. It may be that they're, you know, they want to up, get a whole new team for this project or it may be that they want a different skill set slightly or maybe that their funding sh- sources have shifted and they have to lay off in this one area to hire in the next. 
and you know, always giving companies the benefit of the doubt, mostly because it doesn't do us any good to sit around and be negative and and uh, think negatively about companies. It doesn't really do us any good. We could say, oh, I don't think I'll go back to that company because this is the way they operate, um, and that's fine to know that and and to be aware. But there's so many things that are happening in our economy, shifts that we have to be prepared for a move. We have to be financially prepared. We have to be physically prepared. That means that we're taking the best care of our health. We're not letting ourselves get overworked because we know it doesn't work that way. No matter how much you work, you're not going to prevent yourself from getting fired. Yes, you need to perform. You need to do your job well. Um, You need to do do what you're supposed to be doing, but killing yourself for your job is not going to prevent you from getting fired. So take control of your physical health, take control of your financial health, take control of your emotional health, means your emotional intelligence, being aware, being able to see how people are interacting with you, with each other, and your own emotions of if you need support emotionally, if you're feeling run down, if you're feeling um, isolated, or out of, what are your resources to take care of yourself that way? Because if you're not taking care of yourself financially, physically, emotionally, it's going to be very hard to take care of your career and to do those things that you need to do to manage your career, which is looking ahead making sure you have the skill sets that you need to transition. And that was one thing that Nancy didn't touch on. I'm sure that uh, she has it in her book, but what skills do you need to get that next job? What skills are in demand for your jobs? And are you staying on top of that? And then of course the network, who is in your network? Who are you helping? Who are you building those relationships with and who can you refer that then perhaps can also refer you for the jobs that you need to move forward. If you are looking for assistance in these areas, of course, that's what our vast archive of shows at this point is going to give to you. But you can also check out the resources on the Career Thought Leaders website. And there's resources there for you. We have a wide range of professionals that this is the the work they do is help people prepare to manage and advance their careers and get that team of professionals around you. Think of yourself almost as a business, if you will. Who's your financial person that's helping you get financially ready? Who are your emotional, spiritual, physical supports? who is is around you to make sure that you've got your career taken care of, your mentors, your coaches, your advocates, your sponsors, and that all of those people are not inside your current company. They, you need to have some of those people be industry-wide so that people in your industry can sponsor and advocate and mentor for you so that you can move forward when you need to move forward. And of course, we'll be right back here again next week on the Career Confidant with more resources and tools so that you can manage your career. I look forward to seeing you right back here again next week on the Career Confidant. (music) 
Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. Thank you.